Hey, Madrigal the Movies listeners, we have now released three new episodes over at the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Madrigal the Movies. Three new episodes are up there. So I figured I would drop one of those episodes into the public feed to maybe entice you. I should also say that for safety's sake, we have recorded separately in this episode, which comes with its own handicaps, but when you're watching a movie like The Big Green... It's all about the underdog, and it's all about, um, I don't know, getting pigeons to eat food off of you. Regardless, it's a very fun conversation that I think you're going to enjoy. And if you like this episode, which was my choice, you'll probably like Rob Federick's choice of Major League, or Peter Madrigal's choice of The Program. All available, and more, at Patreon.com slash Madrigal at the Movies. Hey, but if not, enjoy the show and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, y'all. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I am one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey guys, I am Rob Federick, and uh, I'm sitting in a pasture hanging out uh, for this one today. <laughs> Rob Schulte here. Guys, I'm just going to put it out there, okay? I'm just putting it out there. This is my choice. I chose this movie. It was the one that uh, I said, you know what? We need to watch The Big Green. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not, I mean, I don't want to give away what my thoughts are on this episode yet, but, uh, I am, it's definitely not Superman too. <laughs> wow. But what is when we really think about it, uh, without any more discussion, I really do think I should get into the back of the box because there's, this is a whole nother level of film. Uh, here we go. I cannot believe I have this one. <laughs> The whole family's gonna love the big green. The biggest game in the world comes to the smallest town in America in this action-packed comedy about a group of bored misfits who become local soccer heroes. A winning family film from the people who brought you Angels in the Outfield. The Big Green will elicit big grins from the whole family. Nothing ever happens in Elma, Texas. At least not until British school teacher Anna Montgomery arrives to determine and motivate her students. Anna decides to form a soccer team. She enlists the aid of out-of-shape Sheriff Tom Palmer. Damn, not necessary. Who agrees to coach the team so he can beat his old nemesis, the ruthless coach of the big city bullies, the Knights. What starts out as a disaster soon becomes a hilarious fight to the finish as the Big Green struggle to overcome their own shortcomings and battle courageously to an unlikely victory over the Knights. Now, most VHS, most I mean, VHS tapes do not have this final section I'm about to read. 
Okay. The Big Green scores with parents as well as with kids who learn the importance of being a team player and a good sport. See, there's a lesson for everyone in this one, guys. Well, (laughs) I blame this movie for medals for participation. Um, (laughs) I will say, I will say, Say if I was going to give this movie a rating, uh, I saw this movie way back in the day, uh, and uh, I actually owned it on VHS when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this and, yours? Uh, it might be. I might have sent. I'll that bring to it you. over to you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I gotta say, man, I I have a soft spot for this movie in a way. So, you know, it's not that it's a great movie by any means, but maybe it's one of those movies where you know you wear an egg crate uh, or uh, sorry, egg crate uh, shin guard. <laughs> maybe have somebody kick you in the shin a couple times. See see how fair, like how well it holds up. You know. Yeah. Yeah because uh, it could go either way for anybody. You know what mm, I mean? So yeah. I have a theory about some back of the box stuff, guys. And I don't remember What's the last theory? I don't remember the last episode that we covered, but there was another one that had a, a more lengthy back of the box that was a little bit more of an explanation of the movie than we usually get. And I think I they don't which movie trust it was, the, but I do remember yeah, that. I think was it the program? No, I mean it might have been, but I, I, I think I'm not thinking of the program at least in this sense. So I feel like whoever puts out that movie and whoever put out the Big Green Disney um, didn't trust their audience. Like they're like, we kind of, we kind of need to let them know what's going on in this thing from top to bottom. And on this one specifically, it's like, and we also have to remind the parents that like, you can put this on and go do something else. Well, Mm. I think you also got to think about too, like, I think this movie and angels in the outfield are sports family movies that are particularly coming off the success of the Sandlot. Sure. Mm, Because the Sandlot was a knockout movie. You know, uh, we were talking about Ebert and Roper giving it two thumbs way up. You know what I mean? Like that, that was, or it was Roger and Ebert at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They gave it the Sandlot two thumbs way up or whatever. And I think that this was like, because there there's, yeah, Siskel and Ebert, right? Because there's, there's two um, Sandlot actors in this movie. Yeah. And where are they now? But also, yeah. You bring up a really good point. And Peter, and honestly, also producer Chris, you're all sports fans. I'm like the least sports fan here. And that's not, I'm not even like, that's not a badge of honor. I just know you guys know more than I do. Um, well, here's the so thing, what you're though. saying is you didn't well, want to play sports like, after watching this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to <laughs> figure it out. Um, you know, what I'm saying is like, where did this one fall short when they knew what worked? Well, I knew it was good. I, I knew it wasn't going to be. Uh, Sam. I knew it wasn't going to be like the epic film that we're usually used to. Oh yeah. It's no gladiator. The opening credits were terrible. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I know they wanted to do a fish out of water type of scenario where this, uh, the school teacher comes in to a random town in the middle of nowhere, Texas. I mean, that, first of all, that town looked like it was uh, post terminator two judgment day. Okay. <laughs> what are they in the 1940s for God's sakes. All right. But, but I mean, like, here's the thing, like, 
what British teacher is going to be moving to the most random small town it's, in Texas? It's just, it's, I don't know if that ever happens. You know what this school reminded me of? It's Oliva Diablo, like, by the way, who left when she ran away from the Wonder Years because she was yeah, always the no rebel kidding. in that show. So she left. That's where she ended up. That's, that's and she went actual. to Star Trek. So she went to space first. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> small town, Texas. That's, you know what yeah, I, ran, like? I need to run away from home. This and go school to, yeah. looks like the real life version of the school in South Park. There, I said it. <laughs> well, and uh, Peter, is this similar to the school you went to in Texas? Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude. I gotta say though, I actually lived in a city. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait. I was gonna say, man. Did you also have like a '90s bowl cut haircut, like most of the kids in this movie? Did? Moving on. Um, moving on. I, I did. Now, it wasn't the fabulous locks I got growing. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you did have your Padawan tail. Now, I did. Producer Chris, uh, you chimed in here. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. So I don't know if I'm correct or not, because I was born in 1990 in Australia and this movie came out in the States 1995. So I could be wrong, but surely the biggest reason why this movie didn't really take off isn't as successful as all these other kids sports movies is because it's about soccer. Did anyone really care about soccer in the 90s in the States? I don't know. Maybe they did, but I know in Australia it wasn't as big as all of these other sports. You want to watch baseball movies. You (laughs) want to watch... Like the, the peewee football, American football movies. You want to watch those type of movies. Does anyone care about watching Is the- soccer big in Australia? It, it'd be like the third or fourth biggest, probably the no third kidding. biggest sport. Yeah. So here, wow. here's one interesting statistic because yours truly actually did play soccer most of his life and semi-professionally. So wow. I will say that I don't know when it started, but soccer in America is the most played sport amongst kids because that is an introductory sport to get them into everything else. Most kids are bored of baseball. Football is a little too rough. Soccer seems to be, that's why that term soccer mom, minivan, all that stuff works. And some of the best programs for soccer in the country are actually like out in Florida and Texas and stuff like that. And lots of kids end up flying out in summers to play and stuff like Mm. that. I think that when this movie came out, they picked a sport that was not that well known for that very reason, because it was like fish out of water for everyone, not just the teacher being there. It was like everybody else sort of adopting the sport that nobody really. But it doesn't have that romance factor, mm. that nostalgic factor of the Sandlot or. All, no, oh, yeah. Of, it doesn't. You know, yeah, they're trying to like tell a different story, movies. but it's. Falling well, I mean, a bit, but Chris, big league, things like you, that. You brought up a good point, but here's the thing. Those movies that you just mentioned, they're all America's pastime. That's why people were willing to invest more into a baseball movie than a soccer Oh, like movie. Little, is it little Giants? Is that the, the, the football movie? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, it's a football one. movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, from my point of view, when I was uh, the majority of this cast's age, soccer was the only option. Like really? for me to play as what? like a community sport. Like I had played T-ball as a kid, but I wasn't good enough or interested enough. Kind of like what Federick said in baseball. What about basketball? Because basketball, Federick I was saying also the played most popular. Basketball. I, that was the I, most popular youth sport in Australia. Still is. I think the other there is a guys. learning curve. I think there is a curve to baseball and basketball that soccer has, but is less distinguishable as a youth 
you know, like when, you can, yeah, when kids play, you're not going to get the skill level that you see once you actually start to develop the learning curve for this sport because so, it is a hard sport. But one important fact is this movie came out in 1995 after the fact that the U.S. hosted the World mm. Cup in 1994. Mm. That was a so big deal. That was a really big deal. The shoot up in interest of soccer probably was prevalent enough for this to become viable. And, and that would be when I started playing soccer, too, was when World Cup was in right. 94. So, yeah. so then the follow-up question, if it was popular in the States, is is it just the fact that Soccer movies don't make very good movies. What's the best soccer movie out there? Bend it like Beckham. I love Bend it like Beckham. Yeah, that's the only no, but we got to talk about probably it. Like, we got a better one that's older that we can review. Victory with with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Michael Caine and Pele. It was when they're all these guys are pres- imprisoned in World War II. Oh, they, that's they were, right. And they're they have to play the, the Nazis essentially the prisoners versus the Nazis in this game while they're like using that it as a cover of it to escape. But you wouldn't yeah. call that a sports movie. You wouldn't call that like a soccer movie, really. Soccer is part of that, but it's not about yeah, the game I mean, you're, itself. This movie's about learning to grow as a team <laughs> as well. And so it's, I, it's I don't know teamwork. if I call this a soccer movie. It's just about, <laughs> it's a family movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I get where you guys are coming from. And it is weird. Maybe wait, wait, so much like the, our characters, the, is a, the movie itself is a fish out of water. Wait, what was the movie that you mentioned, Frederick? What was it called? Oh, victory. victory! Victory, okay. Victory, yeah. I think that that was remade by ours, uh, ours truly, Johnny Talapia Ariola. He did a mo- he he made a movie called The Match with Armando. I think it's the same. That's an actual true story, though. I think it's wow. the same. That's the thing. Wow. Remake. It's a true story. Hey, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to see the match. I haven't seen that yet. So I think it's on. It's on, it's on a bunch. It's in a bunch, of, a bunch of different countries. So I think it's on Amazon. Right yeah, now. I think so too. It's on the list. So okay, you know, cool. All of Johnny's movies are on my list. So. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta what say list though, is that though? That's the question. What's the title mm. of that list? And it is to watch. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Let's get back to the big green now. I have one thought that I would like to bring up, and uh, since I chose this movie, uh, I can do whatever the hell I want. Just kidding. Um, imagine being like. 13 years old and being named Larry. I feel like, Oh my God, dude, I feel like that would be trouble. And then he's also getting like hit in the nuts on the cover of the VHS in perpetuity forever. Like, I think this kid (laughs) did like one thing as a semi adult. And it was like, Still over the top, like he was in this movie, he was like dancing at the goal. Like, ooh, what you got? What it's you just got? ham, man. He'll always just be ham. Yeah. Ham. The thing yeah. is, he knocked it out of the park in Sandlot, and you that, can't do that again. No, as and I youth. think that's, I think that's what they were trying to do is really kind of bring that. You know, producers saying, "Hey, we'll we'll get some, we'll get the kid from Sandlot. Like, that's going to be great. It's great marketing." And I think they tried to piece together something that, honestly, look in my opinion. I actually think for a kid's soccer movie, it's not a bad movie. No, like, I mean, it's, it, it's, it it's, checks all the boxes for sure. It checks all the boxes. Honestly, like when I watched it as a kid, I was entertained. I don't know anyone that doesn't know the big green. Like I know so many people that like have a, have a closeness yeah. to that movie and it's turned into like a cult classic and stuff. And you know, it, I don't, I, I think there's uh this might be a final thought already, but I think that there's like a warmth to this movie that, mm. you know, mm. you can find 
in maybe the sequel on a, on a little giants that they made with this. It's like basically the well, same they're, story. They're all kind of sequels. This came out in an era where they're like, this is like was, the Disney sports universe. Yeah. Everything right, was, right, but it was right, all the same. The bad, the, the bad guys, the bully team wore black, you know, just like the mighty. And then they're all underdogs, like the mighty ducks, little yeah, giants, mighty ducks. Yeah. This movie. I mean, they're all, it's all in the same and they're all, all, Every single coach on every single one of those movies for the uh, the bully team is an asshole. Yeah, if you haven't noticed. I mean, was he also like... the auditor? Huh? <laughs> was he also the like auditor guy? I don't know. I, I'm in I the bar who orders the double scotch. Like, I I was so confused. I was like, is that the coach of the knights, or is that a new character so. for one scene? Well, they all look. It's very, it's very formulaic. This movie, mm. and, uh, along with uh, Mighty Ducks, the only difference is, is that I think. Uh, no offense to the Big Green. I know you guys have it in your hearts. <laughs> it's nostalgia for you guys, but me, I just I, this is the first time I've ever watched this movie, and it's all. It, it's just the same tropes, the same. Uh, this it hits the same beats over and over and over again, just like Mighty Ducks, yeah. just like Little Giants. You know, you can go down the list and legitimately the 25 years since I've seen this movie. I, yeah, I will say, though, that, you know, out of all the movies you mentioned, I mean, like Mighty Ducks is actually a, a, a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, this yeah, movie yeah, would I mean, like, totally like, be like, turned around with Amelia, uh, Amelia. No, and no, I was like, no. Amelia. He tips his hat <laughs> like this. Yeah. And then yeah. the big green two comes out and it's a box office success See, 30 years later. You can't replace Steven Gutenberg with uh, Emilio no, West. No, so I mean, it's no contest. Come on. Yeah. The good. By the way, that guy, he, he comes in. <clears throat> I see him at the opening. Whenever he comes in, he's flirting, trying to flirt. Trying wait, 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 wait. Are we talking at the restaurant? No, no, no. The opening scene. Oh, the opening of the, the red. Movie. Movie. I was like, Jesus jogging. Christ, is he David Arquette? He's a he's a, he's attempting he's apparently attempting to flirt with the new teacher right from God. England. He does not look the same. It's weird. I'm like, is that him? Are you sure that's him? I'm, I couldn't tell. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, that's Stephen Gutenberg. What the hell happened? Was he cloned? I mean, like, <laughs> there's he's a, a lot of things in this movie that are very confusing to me. One of which with Steve Goot mm. is that like. Halfway through the movie, he like stops gnawing on jaw. Like there's <laughs> yeah, like some exactly. scenes where he's like, yes, got a big piece of dip in his mouth and he's country folk. <laughs> and then there's like other scenes where he's just like, come on, sports fans. Let's have fun. Well, he's yeah, growing. Exactly. He's learning with the kids. Sure. You know, maybe chewing oh, and sure. spitting tobacco in front of, you know, 12 year olds. Everyone's is not growing. Such a great learning. idea. You know? yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. um, and, you know, like uh, in response to being him being cloned, maybe, you know, it's his cocoon version of himself. Ooh, I do like that. I like that, that is, idea a lot. Um, well, he's no he's no Emilio. OK, let's just let's get it out there. But he's who is no Emilio. really? Well, he's got his ring. Maybe can, I get, can I tell you guys a story about Emilio Estevez that I heard a few times? Because <laughs> sure, obviously there's not a lot to say about the Big Green, and we'll have our final final thoughts. Oh, here trust shortly. me, there's there's a lot to say. I'm, okay. I'm saying a lot. I just got to tell whole... this Emilio story sometime. Where so I I, I produced literally with Rob Lowe, and Rob Lowe has known Emilio Estevez for quite some time. And if you listen to enough of his podcast, you will hear this story on the podcast. I just think it's particularly hilarious because each time it's told, there's a little extra detail. And yep. 
It's really that like when they were young and they acted together, they usually like roomed together, either at the hotel near the set or trailers near each other, whatever, right? Uh-huh. And Emilio's super into fitness, super just getting it. And <laughs> Rob was, I guess, a little bit more casual. In I mean, he, his... did, he did play a jock, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, True. Like um, a jock, right? Yeah. yeah arguably. And when Emilio was like, no, man, you got to work out with me. That's the only way we're going to get new roles or something like that. Rob was like, oh, okay, of course. And (laughs) he didn't know that meant that like 4 a.m. Emilio would be like hovering over his bed, like dangling tennis shoes, like time for a run, Rob. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds just like me, man. I get up at six in the morning. I'm gone. You got it. You got it. Okay, Peter, give me some of these six. Big still, green. Uh, yeah, that ain't yeah, four. Over Six four. Yeah. <laughs> four is like pushing it, man. Yeah. So I need my beauty rest too. Okay. <laughs> that comes with being an actor as well. All right. True. You know, just true. say it. True. Just yeah. say it. You don't want to have the bags in the eyes. Peter. But yeah, no, give me I, some I, big I green thoughts. Oh, big okay, cool. Awesome. Well, here's the thing. Something positive that I want to say about this movie. Some of my favorite scenes had nothing to do with soccer. Some of yeah. my favorite scenes in this movie actually took place during the soccer scenes, of course. But uh, I think but I know the, what you're thinking. Yeah. The, the, so it was when the knights became actual knights yep. on horseback. Yep. And then at the, at the end, when Larry was like getting ready to, okay, I got to block this kick, right? And the guy in front of him, the kid in front of him was dressed as a knight. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. That's pretty ingenious. Took me out of the. Um, <clears throat> uh, Did it suffer the illusion? Uh, it, it, it was better than the illusion that I was watching. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> now, can we just all point out like that? Uh, <laughs> the team creating the big green uh, kind of lost steam. I'm really not trying to rhyme this. Uh, as they were producing new enemy teams, because the first one was, uh, I forget what the first one was. Well, they, they play the Knights, the Knights first. They, they play, play the Knights. Sorry, yeah, the Knights, duh, because they play the Knights first and last. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Really good, what Peter said. And then yep. the next one is the Terminators. Ooh. Yeah. The Terminators. Right? Uh-huh. And then the Terminators become Arnold Schwarzenegger looking adults yeah. on motorcycles and dirt bikes in leather jackets coming straight <laughs> for him. And then every team after because every kid like, seen that movie, you know, well, also, yeah. <laughs> Terminator two just came out two years ago. Um, but like the next ones are always just like the kids on the other team in Halloween costumes. Zombies, no, sorry, The Walking Dead, uh, you know, Buccaneers, ninjas, things like that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just like, all right, did you blow your budget on the motorcycles and dirt bikes? They did. They did. There was that <laughs> one guy that was like, dude, I got a genius idea. We'll put some Arnold Schwarzenegger looking yeah. dudes and we'll get them all motorcycles. It'll be a great shot. Hey, a decent way <laughs> to actively like, uh, move a montage without yeah. being a montage butted against another montage. Yeah. yeah, it's like, and also, like, wait, so how many do we want on screen? The whole fucking team, dude. The whole, yeah, team. the whole team. Of Terminators. <laughs> it's like not one. Yeah. It's the whole team of Terminators. Okay, I uh, should. I would like to also point out though that like it's this is not just like errors. It's just like 
I'm really surprised it just came to this whenever it was like getting to the end of the, you know, season. It just cuts to like a graphic of chalk saying like, yeah, this is how many games they won. They're winning. They're going to the tournament. All good. Right. Yeah. They, they put zero effort into that. Yeah. It's for and kids and I get I'm, it, but it did. I'm it not, was jarring. See, it, okay. Soccer is not my favorite sport, obviously, you know, wow, I'm not trying to down soccer. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm really hey. not. But here's the thing. The reason why I like the program so much is because with the program, see, unlike a lot of these other movies, these sports movies that came out in the 90s, and it's like, ooh, we got our underdogs versus this team of bullies, and they're all dressed in black, and they're better, and they're more disciplined, but we're going to take them. Um, that's boring, that's formulaic, and everybody did it back in the 90s. Uh, the reason why I like the program so much is that, I mean, even though so- certain players are having problems, you know, like you got Latimer with the putting his head through the glass mm. or you got or you least got, of you know, his problems. Yeah. The least of his problems. Right. You know, or you got, you know, one running back against the other running back for the same girl. Um, this, you know, uh, um, the, the thing is, is that the quarterback, the leader of the team is going for the Heisman, which instantaneously makes the team, the team to beat. You know what I sure. mean? So yeah. all of a sudden, like, it's like, they're not the underdogs. They have, they have individual problems, but they're favored in all the games that they're playing because of the coach who's been there forever and he needs to win some games, but also because of the elite talent at quarterback. That's why. And so that's why I like that movie a little bit more because there is, it's not the typical underdog story. These guys are the favored I mean, to win the national champion. Yeah. In the I, program, I also, it's a, a Peter. I think we might've talked about this in the episode, but like each individual team, member is an underdog in their own way whereas in movies like the big green the entire team is just this umbrella underdog which is where i'm going to side with you obviously like i think the program is a more adult and thought out film than yeah the big green but But that is an interesting way at looking at sports movies especially underdog stories i think that's the deal though it's that like we're looking at it like adults right like yeah, I mean, granted, too, I'm coming. I saw this movie in Latin America. I saw this movie in Venezuela, like coming off the World Cup when I, you know, sure. when I had the sticker album and everything. And everybody plays soccer in Latin America. So it had a little bit more appeal in that sense. But I, I don't think doing, you know, like I know Peter, you're going, like, well, it's formulaic or whatever. But like, what movie nowadays isn't like any superhero from Marvel, to, in my opinion, is a formulaic oh, movie. No, you know I, I, mean? I totally agree with that. And that's so, why, like I said, that's why I appreciate the, appreciate the program. I mean, yeah. It, and, and it's not to say anything about, oh, this is a kid's movie versus an adult movie. The, re- the, uh, the replacements with Keanu Reeves. Mm. But it's an thing. underdog movie. It's an underdog movie. Same thing, though. But that's the difference. It is easy to fall back on underdog stories, like a general umbrella. It's just just an easier way to get to root for your main characters. Right. But like the thing is that there's elements that are underdogs in there. But then, like, for example, one of the cool things is you find out that the Hispanic kid, Miguel, who everybody thought was this dumb kid or whatever, ends up being a huge soccer player. Like he can Mm -hmm. be the best one. And it isn't I didn't feel like it was stereotypical because they he hides the fact initially. Gotcha. And then they discover yeah. it when they bully him and stuff like that, which I think is kind of kind of cool. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Wait, have so any of you guys seen Sunset Park? 
No. Sunset no. with Ray Perlman. I've seen Sunset Boulevard, but not No, Sunset, Sunset Park. Park was a basketball movie from the 90s, I believe. Um, yeah, 96. And I remember being in sixth grade when Sunset Park came out, and I have not seen the movie. But I remember being there, and like I think the summer previous, I had watched The Big Green, and then I was in sixth mm. grade, and this kid was like, well, I saw Sunset Park and like spoiled the ending of it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally was like, oh, he's watching like big kid movies. I need to be transitioning into not watching the big green. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always like stuck with me. These two movies so close together. Did, There's also. Did you guys uh, ever watch a, a show? It's an anime called. Uh, I mean, in Spanish, yeah. it was called Super Campeones. But in. Yeah. In it's the anime is Captain Subas. You, you guys ever watch that? I watched it because I was always a goalkeeper. Okay, I played right. goalie uh, as and I remember I don't watching know. the first episode of that where like the the, the goalie the like one goalie jumps from post <laughs> to post. He pushes himself <laughs> off like like a superhero, and I was just like, what the. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Tell us, tell us who the the two other people in the Zoom have no idea what you guys are talking about. So, so you know how the goals in soccer have two goalposts. No, but right? what is even this show? So, Captain Tsubas, oh. he's a. Uh, it, it was this. Uh, it was this anime. All right, uh, this soccer anime about. It was, a, this, it was this, Yeah, about a soccer team. Yeah, okay. it was about a soccer team. And not they, superheroes, know, just regular ass soccer sure. team. Exactly, but you know, like haunted style. demons or anything. Not, well, none of they, that. They play Sexy the way they cooking? played though was like superhero, almost superhuman. Not like uh, Shaolin soccer. soccer, wasn't that sort of the similar similar concept? Shaolin soccer. Maybe. Yeah, but that was uh, IRL, I think it was. Right? But it was that sort of where they just sort yeah. of doing like heightened heightened reality. Yeah, yeah. it felt very. It's just like you know, imagine Is the anime ground. grounded. No, I mean, like it. No. It looks huge. They're like they're not like you know no supernatural like that. But it's it's Japanese beam. You know what I mean? Like anime. Yeah, yeah. It's like, still animated in the style of Dragon Ball Z. So yeah, Dragon Ball Z, but with soccer balls, no. and they're not shooting any yamehamehameha. Yeah. What, what was um Speed Racer? It's Speed Racer. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, soccer. Speed. Yeah, Racer. Yeah. So um, it was it was funny because like this this movie kind of brought me back to a couple episodes <laughs> from my childhood, and I was all like. Oh yeah, I liked uh, I that was the only like soccer movie that a uh, soccer show anything with soccer that I actually liked. This actually is just like watching this movie brought me back also like it brings you to uh Super Campeones but to me it brought me to reminded me of a movie that hadn't even existed before this it came way after his kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> Where they I forgot build. about that. It's where he, essentially he has to build the team because he's trying to impress his dad or his neighbor. Who no, his neighbor's Mike Ditka, uh -huh, and his dad uh -huh. is no, his dad's Robert Duvall, and he's a big soccer coach. And he decides to like play against him and take him on. And it's his, like a, his neighbor's Mike Ditka. Are yeah, you serious. Yeah, yeah. In that movie, it's it's actually not not that bad either. But yeah, people love um, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I would like to offer up my final thoughts on this film because I am really scraping the bottom of the butter barrel here. In uh, not much to say. Yeah. Super campeones. That's what I gotta say. I gotta say. I gotta say. I've enjoyed the conversation, which is always a win when it comes to magical at the movies. Uh, it feels good talking to you guys. 
my fucking mic keeps slipping. So apologies, listeners, if you hear me fondling it. You sound um, right. Here's the thing, guys. I thought this was going to be way more of an aha moment for me. And really all it came to was like, yeah, this is fine for kids. There's some, oh. like most movies, some stuff that's like a little bit like, well, not as funny as it once was or whatever. And kids <clears throat> probably wouldn't pay attention to this because it's slow as fuck. But I do think it, uh, it's a competently made movie uh, and probably got the fucking rug pulled out from under it with the people who were tasked to find finish it, which is why there are some corners that are cut and uh, questionable scenes. Like we haven't even talked about why these kids want birds to eat food off of. That is so yeah. fucking gross. That was weird. Um, anyway, Did you guys ever want birds to eat no. off of you when you were kids? No. I mean, Chris is like thinking right now. <laughs> maybe now, but like, no, but well. that's all I really have to go with it. I feel like I might have, I've, I've wasted a little bit of a choice and I'm really going to come in strong next time that I get to choose a movie. I'm, I got to tell you, I'm bringing the heat. I'm just putting it out there right now. So, uh, are you, you going to choose heat? <laughs> oh, damn. That would have been good if that's what I was going to do. Uh. But no, I do love that movie though. Uh, Rob Federick. I'd love to bring me back to reality. Make make me remember that th- it's okay that this movie exists. I th- I, just, I think it's more than okay that this movie exists because, as Chris said, like how many soccer movies are out there? You know what I mean? And there are there are people who play it. There were people that you know, like this catered to them. I think it is a you know. I I have no problem with the traditional underdog story, and especially because like we're, I'm looking at it now, going like. This came out in 1995. You know what I mean? Like there was a stri- like it was a different time. You know what I mean? It was like, the Steelers like the- versus the Dallas Cowboys that year, and the Cowboys won. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, like, and, but like I remember Texas the- was celebrating. Yeah. But I remember the hype of the World Cup when I was a kid, and I just remember like you know being a huge event for for the U.S. to host this thing, and um, you know like I remember that like this movie sort of kind of got me more interested in wanting to play. Um, and, and, you know, like it was, it was a cute, warm, funny movie. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. You know what True. I mean? It just has True. to be a fun family movie. You can watch with the kids for an hour and a half and have a good time. And that's it. You know what I mean? It's not going to create any lasting impact on anyone, uh, unless it's like, you know, a cult thing that you enjoyed and you have that nostalgia factor. Other than that, that's it. Love it. I love it. Absolutely. You know? Chris Tyler, producer extraordinaire. Before Peter closes us out. Well, unfortunately, because this was a movie that I have only seen for the first and only time like a couple of years ago, I, <laughs> I went back through my letterbox. I thought it was more recently, but uh, I think it was like two years ago at this stage. I didn't have that connection with the movie that, that you two did, Rob and Rob. So I don't have those memories of watching it as a kid and feeling warm and cozy with it. I just saw it as a, like a 29-year-old, I guess, 28, 29-year-old. Mm-hmm. Didn't really hit the same way. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like I, I'm a big sports movie guy. I, I try to watch as many as I can. Probably don't need to rewatch this one. I got plenty more on my list that I rewatch before this one. But uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think that's a, a very safe assessment of this film. <laughs> yeah. Peter Madrigal, would you like to uh, tell us your final thoughts and then, you know, surprise us with anything else you ha- you'd like to talk about? 
Oh, the 90s were winners were winners and losers were losers. <laughs> or the or or it was very clear cut, you know, like, oh, the underdog, yeah, they're gonna win. You know, that that's what I got. That's basically all I got from this film. Um Here's the thing. Uh, no offense to you guys, because, you know, it's nostalgic for you two. But uh, I mean, I, it didn't really didn't really give it to me. I mean, like Steve, uh, uh, Gutenberg, I, I keep on wanting to reference this guy. Gutenberg didn't really put in a lot of effort into this. You could tell, you know, especially after he might have done first... this movie for a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. He did. He did the opening. It was one way. Then all of a sudden he's Steve Gutenberg again. And I'm just like, what happened to your character, man? You're supposed to be talking like this. You're a sheriff in the middle of nowhere, you know? And uh, it's almost like, you know, the movie ran out of budget toward the end. And he ran out of cares. Yeah. Yeah, he gave he gave no cares anymore. I mean, like maybe they stopped serving his favorite food at the <laughs> crafty crafty. You know that that's just my thing. But um, I mean, it did have some you know great moments. I did like the the knights coming out. You know, with the with the knight armor, and uh, and I did I, I looked at that school and I was all like, man, that's South Park right there. That's hilarious mm. because that that's what South Park in my mind looks like in real life. You know, <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> just, that's great. That's cool. That's what it looks like. Oh but my not, god. I mean, like it was it was decent. I'm not gonna. Ba- I, I'm I'm not trying to bash it. You How know? do you really bash a my, kids movie? You know, you can't. You know, I mean, it's not Mighty Ducks. You know, it doesn't wow. have Emilio, but it's not, and it's not Superman too. But you know, it's decent. It's okay. It's not very you know, good like point. Blow you up like. Well, guys, I think uh, I think this has been another fantastic episode of Magic World the Movies with Rob and Rob and Chris lurking in the shadows. I, um, I can't believe, by the way, it's been like three, four, five months since I've come on on, a, on, a, on an episode. I can't believe the episode back we did this movie. This, this is the movie that I make my triumphant comeback on. It's well, really cool. Chris, I think you're going to be, you know, here's the thing. Listeners. I know you like to hear the nuts and bolts of how the podcast is made, but the fact of the matter is, anytime Chris is able to join us, it's going to happen. I know he's a fan favorite. I'll do my okay? absolute best. He's also a father, so cut him mm. some fucking slack, all right? <laughs> now, I will say this, Chris. We're probably we're not going to record next Come week, and not that that matters to our listeners, but the next time we do record... And I will let Rob reveal what movie his choice is, but I think you'll want to come back to that one. And I think right. you might have a little bit more to say, Rob, okay. do you want to tell people now or do we yeah, leave it a secret? Uh, no, let's, let's, let's reveal it for once. Cause I always keep it a secret. So oh, yeah. uh, we will be doing another underdog story, but I think with a more adult flair and that is major league. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Boom, Number baby. one. Yeah. Wild thing. The first one. Wild yeah. The thing. first one. The first now, one. Rob, I've consulted the data and uh, you've never kept it a secret. Uh, oh, really? As I, always thought no, I, I don't know. I don't have nothing in front of me. I was going to say, I was like, I'm, I always thought I that think I was like, yeah, I think we can I tell do. them the next one. You know, maybe not. Fuck it. No, I have nothing in front of me. Uh, I was, but I the was audience so drunk that. most of that time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Guys, you know, we should do another trivia. We should do another trivia night and we should set it up as like an event. Much like our Home Alone event on the Patreon, you know. Absolutely. I'm so, so let's uh, let's pencil that in, listeners. Your patrons, let us know. Uh, this episode 
might possibly be this month's free episode. So uh, if it's outside of the paywall, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash magical at the movies and let us know. Do we do another live stream at this time where we get stupid er? I don't know. But at the end of the day, thank you for supporting us and uh, appreciate it. We'll see you next time on uh, Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rob. Bye-bye. Later. Bye.